I saw Chelsea Handler be interviewed by Pierce Morgan once. If you don't know who he is, he's basically a human tit with some steel wool over the top of him, with a pompous British accent. Who's on Good Morning Britain now? What a step up from being on the prime time slot of CNN, going places. Anyway, he was interviewing Chelsea Handler, and she said something that you really need to think about, which is, only one person needs to say yes. Essentially what she's saying is, you have to be rejected a thousand times to get anywhere in life. It's just the laws of the universe. Actually, maybe it's not, because sometimes you hear people that are just like, well, I just decided to put in a business account, and there we go, made a little shitty app, and oh my god, $7 billion, what am I going to do with that? I guess I'm just going to um, sell it to the CIA as uh, data information. There's some really good people in the world. Uh, so, in general though, you just have to fail a lot. There was a really good quote by this by uh, the president of IBM in the 80s, and they said, what's the key to success? And he said, double your failure rate. That's pretty much it. Because that's where you learn everything. I was thinking about it a lot because I'm in Melbourne at the moment. You know what I've noticed is the difference between Sydney and Melbourne? Sorry, everyone's always going, stop going on tangents. Well, don't watch this then. Hey, checkmate. It's pretty dumb on my behalf. Keep watching. Uh, <coughs> the difference is between those two cities is that we have a beach. I suppose they go, oh, we have a beach too. No, you don't. What you have is what the English call a beach, which is i.e. just like one up from pebbles. It's basically just an ocean river. Shut up. But the thing is, I think that in lieu of having a beach, they just eat cheesecake. It's not as fun. Really nice people, though, and Sydney's full of cunts. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just move all the people from Melbourne to Sydney and then put their ball to the despot area that is Melbourne, which is basically just like, am I a rat in a maze? But thanks for being nice to me, Melbourne. Come see my show. Still got three shows left to go. Love you all. Uh, you know where to go. Lithuania Club. I'll put the links at the bottom. But uh, so far, it's gotten really good reviews from fans. Would you expect that? It's basically just your parents going and going, oh, he's, he's on stage. Good for him. Now, <laughs> what I was thinking about is, when I was watching all these other comedians, who I grew up with on the scene, and I'm watching them because I've got a free pass, so why not? I'm not going to pay money to see them. I already know their shit. But I go and watch them, and they're way worse than I am. I'm not saying I'm the best comedian. I'm just saying, because I stuck my head out there to get a bunch of shit and be laid into pretty much every single day of really harsh cutting and often true remarks. You know what the thing is? When something's harsh and true, basically it's just something you don't want to hear, but it's still the truth. And as soon as you hear that truth, if you've got any sense at all, you try and correct it, right? This is why there's all these little crap comedians here that no one's ever heard of that are still attracting 10 people to their venues where I'm attracting hundreds a night. The reason why they're still attracting 10 people to their shows, despite us being in the comedy scene for as long as we have been, is because they have not subjugated themselves to rigorous criticism. They've just hung around their own safe little hipster bubbles where everybody's too scared to say that they're bad because it's too much of an inbred community. So they're just gonna be like, props, man. I really liked your observation about how you're like quite mild and uh, there's always people at parties that are more alpha than you. No one else is doing that at the moment. Even though everyone fucking is doing that at the moment. 
But whatever the flavor of the month is in hipsterdom, I, I, I don't keep up with it anymore, frankly, but pretty much I was just watching the same fucking comedy show over and over and over again. There's two reasons. First of all is that they're in their bubble, and the second one is that they refuse to acknowledge what is shit about them. Now, there's a lot of things that I'm probably still too immature to sit there and be like, no, this is, uh, you know, a Beatles haircut, that's great. But in general, because of self-help, I've just been railed this into my mind over and over again, which is that rejection is feedback. Feedback is good. You want negative comments to you. You sit there and you suck it up. To quote some guy from the WWE, and I'm not even going to bother writing his name because I know there's going to be a bunch of comments there just being like, That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's Austin Stone Cold Flangenhugenberg. Imagine if someone wrote that. That's what they thought Stone Cold Steve Austin's name. Then I'd have the laugh on the net. Wouldn't that be good for once? Fucking hell. Every single one of these that I put out, there's always some cunt at the bottom that just goes, you got a tiny insignificant fact right. Well, you try and do this. It's not easy. It is. It's actually the easiest thing in the world. That's why I do it. Uh, so, the point is, when you're getting that feedback, what you should be trying to do is reconnecting your brain what rejection means to you. And it's natural. I understand it. I'm hip, like your auntie. I understand the reasons why you don't like being rejected. Because it's innate to being a human being. We have evolved to hate social rejection. And it makes a lot of sense. If you're in a tribe and everyone thinks you're not shit, well, there was no such thing as Centrelink back then. You couldn't be an antisocial cunt playing PlayStation all day. Unless some of the conspiracy theories I've heard on the net are right, and we're actually in the year 10,000, man. Uh, but barring that, really what would have happened is your little ape ancestors would have kicked you out, you would have been eaten by something, and that would be the end of your DNA career. Wouldn't that be 50 billion years of evolution? See, there's going to be some factoid cunt there being like, actually, we got 137 billion years, but whatever it was, heaps of billions of years. More than I've been around for, have you? That'd be great if there is one person that's watching there and being like, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm also a traveling time wizard that's actually 700 billion years old. And, you know, just, just, you know, I'll give you a like. <laughs> but, uh, in, in, you know, in the good old days, that meant death. You don't want to be socially rejected. Now, the people that can handle socially re social, social rejection are the ones that advance in life. It's completely flipped on its head because we now live in Rat Maze, Melbourne. Um, sorry, I've got to stop insulting you guys. Come see my show. But, the, but so, when it comes to this idea, the best thing to do is to first of all acknowledge that it's perfectly natural for you to hate being criticised. It's perfectly natural for you to hate being attacked. And I understand, 99% of criticism is just total bullshit. It's just someone going like, I don't like the fact that he has deeper paws than me. Fuck him. But in that 1%, you should be able to identify it. And the way that you identify it is that they're actually writing examples most of the time, because the vast majority of the time they're not. They're kind of just writing this projection of what they sort of saw, kind of like Indians when they first saw the Mayflower and it took them two days to see it. And they're just like, uh, is that, is that a horse with a, uh, with, with a fin? Is, is that what it is? Took them a while, as I heard from the secret movie. <laughs> what you need to remember to do 
is to identify that criticism, look at it, and then try and correct yourself from there. Because that's way more valuable than the compliments that you will receive in life. I know, it's a really annoying factor of life. But, you can work it in your advantage. Here's how. Next time you are rejected from something, get excited. Give yourself a pat on the back. Take it as a win. Start reprogramming in your mind that every time someone is like, you're a piece of shit because of this reason, You've gone mad, another clue, because we are so bad at picking out our own faults. It is a natural bias in the brain. Everybody thinks they're perfect. Everyone thinks they're on God's side. It's other people that are really good at identifying their problems because they're looking at them from an outsider's perspective. It's a little bit too subjective, your own opinion of yourself. Okay, guys, do you get me? Uh, and so this is how you do it. Next time you go, say you're an actor, for instance. Sorry, my girlfriend's just one at the moment, so I've really got it on my mind. Because that's just, I'm at that stage of life where I want what's best for other people. I'm a 50-year-old mum. <laughs> but I've been thinking about it a lot. Good on her. She moved from the corporate world into acting. She gave up a really high-paying job to do that. That's tremendously courageous. So, I've been thinking about what that life is going to be like. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of castings where they just look at you and they'll be like, okay, thank you very much for your time. Don't call us. We'll call you. Bye-bye now. And then you leave. Now, a lot of people feel dejected about that. You shouldn't. You should take it as the fact that you went out and did it. There's an old saying that says that if you turn up to the job interview, you're ahead of 80% of the applicants already. Most people don't even try in life. Then, out of the small percentage of people that do try, they kid themselves, like those people that are in that little bubble that are the hipster comedians now. They're kidding themselves that they're trying. They're not exposing themselves to different audiences. They're not putting themselves in front of a camera and saying, internet, what do you think? They're just talking to their same fucking friends, which means that their same fucking friends are coming and they don't have that many friends because they're not likable, because they haven't taken the fucking rigor of being, you know, essentially mass bullied. I, I'm a massive fan of bullying. I've got to say it now. I, look, Sunrise gives it a bad rap. If you're getting paid out, wear it as a badge of honor. That's a good thing. It means that you're going to improve. Like a tree, that is forced to grow on a cliff as opposed to just growing in nice soil, this has been proven time and time again. Harder timber as a result. If it's got wind on it, harder timber as opposed to ones that are just in optimal environments. If you are in a harsh environment, you are going to have to, if you're going to continue growing, be stronger as a result. So, I want you as homework to write down 10 moments in life where you felt gut-wrenching rejection? Was it when you tried to approach someone and then they told you, um, did something crawl in your throat and die? It didn't die. I want you to take all of those moments, 10 of them, the ones that when you think about it, this happens in your mind. You just go, you, you, your brain just goes like, ow, you, you know when you're on the bus and it sounds like you've got Tourette's? Ow, you fucking, no, no. I want you to get all 10 of those moments, get them out of your system, in, to quote Soldier Boy in his third album, and I want you to write down why that was a win. I want you to reprogram it. You don't need that old modeling. This is the great thing about self-help. It is basically identifying what are these evolutionary biases that have helped us to get to this point, but now because we basically don't live in the jungle anymore, 
basically. Concrete jungle, mate, but it's a different kind of jungle. You need a different set of tools to advance in this society. So, this is one of the main ones. Get over your fear of rejection. It's never going to go fully away, but at least if you're aware of it, at least if you start trying to ingrain in your head that every time someone just goes, now, you know, that's why I do test shows now. I didn't do it last time, but again, I put myself out in front of crowds and learned that you should probably do test shows. That's why I'm constantly readapting my show. This is the other thing. I saw a fucking hipster show twice. Just, this was years ago, just to be nice to the guy, right? I saw it twice. There was so many lulls in the show. I go back thinking maybe he's tightened it. No, he did exactly the same thing because he was comfortable with the lulls at that point. He didn't want to risk going for anything else. He just thought like, yeah, well, I've done this before and it sort of works, so good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, if you want outstanding results, you need to be outstanding. Think about that. So, you know what your homework is, right? And all these people that have been coming up to me after the show, thank you so much for watching this channel, by the way. That's very nice of you. Aren't you a good person? Wanting to help yourself, and then you can help others, can't you? That's how the world works, you know, other cliches. <laughs> uh, I heard that a lot of you cuts, you come up, you go, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of the new channel, but uh, I don't do my homework. Well, there's no real point watching this, is there, mate? You're kidding yourself. You're an absolute joke. There you go, first piece of criticism. I'm not a joke. I'm a serious human being with serious needs and requirements. No, you're not. You're a fucking clown. Admit it. That could be your first thing that you could write up, yeah? You're already one-tenth of the way in. Just write ten moments in your life where you felt severe rejection. Then write, as a re and you will look at it. I remember when I first started modelling and I went to Singapore, I think, was the first destination. Man, I went straight from high school to hanging out with a bunch of dudes that were like 25, 26. They were so much more socially advanced than me. But because I had to hang around with them for four months, my social skills got a lot better because they kept looking at me just being like, you're a fucking weirdo, dude. That's what you need in life. You need to put yourself in those situations. So think about those moments and then think about the fact that as a result of that, you became stronger. Start getting addicted to the feeling of rejection. I wish I had the opportunity to be rejected on a regular basis. Maybe I will start doing that as a personal goal to myself, just walking outside without any pants on and then going like, oh, I thought it was a bit breezy. Well, that's my goal. What's yours? Do your homework. See ya at my show, Melbourne. Remember that. I'm not going to tell you where. Nah, I will. That's probably a bit mean. Lithuania Club. Maybe you just got to rock up to some other place and go, oh, no, it's one of the shit heaps of comedians he was talking about. My show's good. Comes here. Bye.